comes not, except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. We're looking at foxes. Somebody say foxes. Okay, so we are looking at the little foxes of marriage. The little foxes of marriage and relationships. Somebody said, oh, pastor, but I'm not married. Well, you also are in a relationship. Somebody said, I'm in a relationship. Uh-huh. Yeah. Somebody said, oh, pastor, but I'm not in a relationship with anybody. You are in a relationship with somebody. You are in a relationship with your colleagues at work. You are in a relationship if you are a boss with your subordinate at work. You are in a relationship with your neighbors. If you stay in somebody's house or you stay in your own house, you are in a relationship. By all means, all of us, you see, life is a relationship. Somebody say life is a relationship. Spirit of God, breathe upon your word. Thank you that there is clarity in the air. Your word goes unhindered. Thank you that we have understanding of your word. I have grace to teach your word with simplicity and accuracy. Thank you for it. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. So this is what we are saying. Life is all about relationships. Somebody say life is all about relationships. And the earlier you become conscious about that, the better it will be for you. Life is all about relationships. That's why somebody simply said, the people you move, you meet when you are going up, they are the people you meet when you are coming down because life is all about relationships. We are connected. In fact, the Bible says, Woe unto him who is alone. It's risky and dangerous to try to do life alone. There is nothing in this life that is worth doing that can be done alone. Are you with me? There's nothing. Even if you want to play, you can't play and enjoy yourself alone. Except it's a self-destructive play. Self-destructive play. But if you want to play and just have fun, you need company. Everything that is worth doing in life we do it better when we do it with people. But unfortunately, relationships are the most difficult things we have to deal with. Relationships are designed by God for our benefit. But if we don't understand the dynamics of relationships and how to make relationships work, we'll also be frustrated. In fact, the whole of the Ten Commandments God gave was about two things. Relationship with God and relationship with man. So life is all about relationships. Once you come into relationship with God, the next thing you come into and you have to learn to do is to relate with people. And in relating with people, there are things that can stop that relationship. There are things that can frustrate that relationship. There are things that can mess up that relationship. Some of you used to have certain fine friends. You used to have certain fine colleagues. You used to get along well with certain people. But all of a sudden, things have gone into a mess. Now you are not talking to them. You come to church. When you see them, I hope that they are not in church. But there are people that you used to be very fine with. But now, when you see them coming from the choir roundabout, 
you will use uh, a hundred road. Why? Because there is no longer fine. It's no longer business as usual. And I'm praying for you that you come to a place where there is nobody like that in your life. I'm your pastor by the grace of God. I don't have anybody like that in my life. I don't have enemies. I don't have enemies. I don't have enemies. Because God did not call us to make enemies. He called us to be friends. The Bible says, Oh, no man, nothing but love. One of the things I hate most is when somebody wants me to become an enemy of their enemy. Never allow that. Never allow other people's enemy to become your enemy. The father is dying and he tells you, these people, they have not been fair with us. They've treated us this way, so and so with That is not your lifestyle as a child of God. You never know when your blessing will come from that anger. And the man that is dead, why should a dead man be controlling your life? Who is alive? If you are wise, you should wise up. The man is dead and gone. And they say, I'm honoring his memory. Well, you don't honor people's memory by destroying relationships. Am I complicating here? We are talking about relationships in general. We are talking about relationships in church. There are people who sometimes, because they don't understand what relationships in church is about, they get angry. They say, I've, I've left the church. I'm not going to... I mean, who loses, really? You have to gain control of your life. Life is all about relationships. If you will succeed, what you do with relationships matter. If you fail, you fail through relationships. The people who succeed, if you check around them, they have a, a chain of successful people around them. The people who fail, if you check around them, they are surrounded by a chain of failures. So, life is an issue of interconnectivity. Somebody say interconnectivity. That's why God said, it is no good that man should be alone. And he was not just talking about relationship as husband and wife. That is part. But man must have his kind to relate with. So, I'm not just looking at marriage. I'm looking at relationships in general. But I'll be zeroing in in marriage. Because the issues we'll be dealing with, they just relate to marriage issues. Look at what the Bible says in 2nd Songs of Song of Songs. Songs of Songs. Or Songs of Solomon. Some say Songs of Songs. Some say Song of Solomon. Now, look at what the Bible says. Is that cut all? Somebody say cut all. Oh, say it. Cut all. Say we are arresting all. He said, cut all the foxes. Those little foxes before they ruin the vineyard of love. For the grapevines are blossoming. That is going to be our text for the next weeks ahead of us in our series. Cut all of them. The little foxes. The little things. The little things. The little things. Galatians chapter 5 verse 9. A little living leavens the whole lamp. A little living. Somebody say a little living. From where I sit and from the work I do as a pastor. And from years of relating with people, counseling people. I have realized that the things that usually destroy relationships. Usually they are not big things. They are small, small things. They are what? Small, small things. Small, small things. Small, small things. Small, small things. On few occasions, some big things happen. But by and large, they are small, small things. Sometimes, the thing that will break a relationship is just the way a wife talks to the husband. She talks and makes the man feel like he's nothing. Makes the man feel like he's worthless. Makes the man feel like there is no virtue in him. Simple as that. It's not that the man has committed adultery or fornication. No, nothing like that. But just the way, the demeaning way the wife talks to the husband. 
Sometimes the way the husband relates with the wife. Can't say sorry when he needs to say sorry. Simple. Something as simple as five letter word. Sorry. That can break a home. Sometimes it's not, it's not, it's not a, a stealing or any of those things. It can break a home. And we need to understand that these little things. I don't want you to go through like this. Because you see, life. The things that makes people to succeed in life, they are small, small things. When you do them consistently over time, they bring you into success. They bring you into success over time. Small things. Small things. So little things can make a lot of difference. In the text we read, there are three things that stand out. One, the reality that there are little foxes in every vineyard of love. Somebody say there are little foxes. In every relationship, there are little foxes. The one you have with your colleagues at work or your subordinates at work, little foxes. Small, small things they do you don't like. Small, small things. I mean, the relationship with your husband, there are small, small things. Listen, come to a place where you understand that there is no relationship in which there are no foxes. The little foxes are in every relationship. Most of the time, the reason why I realize that people divorce, they get divorced, they marry again, they get divorced in places like the US and other in the, Europe. You will meet a person who is on his fifth or fourth marriage. Yeah, fifth or fourth marriage. And it happens because they think that the foxes, the little foxes they were dealing with in the first relationship, they will be non-existent in the subsequent ones. But I'm telling you, you can go to hell and back. The foxes will still be there. In every relationship, the foxes will be there. So your solution is not to run away from the foxes. Your solution is learn how to deal with the foxes. Their objective, their agenda is to destroy your relationship. And you have to take a decision you will not allow it. Somebody say, I will not allow it. Say, I will not allow it. So they are there. They are real. But you need to take charge. The little foxes. Number two, the reality that your vineyard of love can be ruined by the activities of little foxes. People never marry their enemies. Anybody who ever married, married somebody that he loved. Am I complicating here? So how come people who start out as lovers, they end up becoming stanch enemies, fiercest enemies? How? Because foxes, somebody say foxes. Foxes, the little foxes were not dealt with. So we need to know them and deal with them. No marriage is immune against divorce. If you don't take precautions and follow the scriptural steps, you will end up doing, you see, nobody wakes up and say, oh, I think I have to plan and divorce my wife. It doesn't come like that. <laughs> I'm not complicated here. It doesn't come like that. My husband, pa, okay, I need to develop a strategy. I'm going to develop a strategy. I will divorce the man. <laughs> it doesn't come like that. Foxes, those activities of foxes, over time, they bring it to a place where you have to make a decision, and a decision against yourself, a decision against your children, a decision against your future. Number three, the reality that you need to take a decisive action against the little foxes and their harmful effect on your marriage. The little foxes have a harmful effect. Somebody say harmful effect. Say they have a harmful effect. Say they have agenda. Some of you, the agenda is agenda 2025. That is the agenda on you. If you don't deal with the foxes, agenda 2025, by 2025 your marriage will be over. Your relationship will be over. Your business will be over. Some of you, the agenda of the little foxes is agenda 2023. 
Some of you, the agenda is even right now, 2021. The issues that are coming up, if you don't take a decisive action against them, they will end it in a place you don't like. So, the reality that you need to take decisive, somebody say decisive. decisive. Say decisive. decisive. Decisive action against the little foxes and their harmful effect. What action are we supposed to take? Songs of Solomon 2.15. Cut all. Give me that text. Cut all. Somebody say cut all. Say cut all. So if you cut some and you leave some, you'll be in trouble. Cut all of them. Your little foxes are not my little foxes. By reason of our temperament, by reason of our upbringing, by reason of our spiritual maturity, our little foxes will be different. But all of us will have little foxes we have to deal with in our relationships. So catch them. Know your own and catch them. Know your own and say know your own and catch them. This is a note I wrote here. I said, great marriages are usually not destroyed by great challenges, but small challenges poorly handled. Great relationships, they are not destroyed by great challenges. Because you see, that's, that's how Satan works. Satan is a trick master. He will not come in a big way so that you identify him. If he's coming to tempt Jesus, he will not come in a big way he will come in the form of bread. Turn this stone into bread. Ah, simple. Bread there. Now I come to the Why are fasting? Come to Just turn it and be free. Simple. He comes in a very small, minute way. But from today, Satan will not overpower you. Because you are learning how to deal with him, you will stop him in his tracks. Say an amen. amen. Say an amen. amen. So cut all of them. And I said that you are not going to be able to cut all of them in just one service, in just one month. I am going to be exploring. I'm, I've already started writing on it. It's a book I'm doing. And I'm going to explore a number of them. It could be 50, it could be 25, it could be 21. Just as the Holy Spirit guides me. Some foxes that can destroy relationships and marriage. But today, in this first service, we are looking at the first fox. And I call it the fox of anger. Somebody say the fox of anger. Say the fox of anger. And to be sure I'm preaching to the right people. If you have ever been angry, lift up your hands. Okay. Number two. If you have ever misbehaved in anger, lift up your hand. You people are correct. Yeah. Clap for yourselves. Yeah. Great. What just happened was to establish the fact that all of us get angry. It's normal to be angry. It's human to be angry. It's Christian to be angry. The Christian who doesn't get angry is not correct. The human being who doesn't get angry is not correct. You have to be angry. Give me Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 26 to 27. And look at where the Bible tells you to be angry. The Bible says, go ahead and be angry. Somebody say, go ahead and be angry. angry. I am giving you a license to be angry today. How many of you will take it? Yeah. But wait. Go ahead and be angry. You do well to be angry. Oh, do you agree with me? You do well to be what? In other words, we should clap for you when you get angry. Oh, clap for yourself if you have ever been angry. 
you are not able to clap for it because you are thinking pastor is going to trick you. You do well to be angry, but there's a bad there. Do you see the bad? But don't what? Don't use anger as a fuel for revenge. Don't use anger. You see, it's not the anger, it is the use. What do you use anger for? There are some people, some wives, obey him the anger. Somebody who works in your office can pretend to be angry, blast the boss. When he finishes, it makes him face like, oh, so it, was, it was anger. They have de- it's like somebody, <laughs> a drunkard who says, I'm going to take some and I'll come and tell you my peace of mind. Praise God. Most of the things drunkards say when they are drunk, they know. Some of them, they are very conscious of it. There are people they are looking for. And they can't confront them openly. So they just use it as a facade. Then they will come and say all manner. When they finish, then they say, hey, son, oh boy, I chill. So, you see, he said, but don't use anger as a fuel for revenge. He's advising us. Scripture is giving us instruction. One, use anger rightly. In other words, get angry, but use anger rightly. Then he says, don't stay angry. Don't go to bed angry. Oh, I like those three instructions. One, don't use anger wrongly. Don't stay angry. Don't go to bed angry. Let's all repeat it. Don't use anger wrongly. Don't stay angry. Don't go to bed angry. Don't. Because if you do, I will show you some of the things that will happen to you. If you take anger to bed, you can't sleep. Oh. It's medically proven that insomnia, right? Is that how you call it? Yeah, it's a product of unresolved anger. The people are not able to sleep. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 like this. Then uh, the day will break. You can't sleep. Because your heart is overwhelmed with issues, unresolved issues. Let them go and you sleep like a baby. Am I complicating it? Anger. Dangerous. Dangerous. Bible said, don't be angry. Look at what the Bible says about anger. Anger can be positive and negative. But most of the time, we don't use anger well. We don't use anger well. And that is the focus of this teaching. If you don't deal with anger well, your relationships will not work. For me, Pastor Baby, I'm a copy. I need pump and It's you, it's not them, it's you. And whatever I do, my husband doesn't like check it. Whatever I do, my wife doesn't like check the anger issue. There are things that are underlying things, pushing things downward and destroying things. Anger will not destroy your relationships. I said, Anger will not destroy your relationships. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 4. Good news, anger is cruel. Anger is what? Cruel and destructive. But it is nothing compared to jealousy. Anger is what? Cruel. Somebody say anger is cruel. In other words, anger is murderous. Anger can kill. There are people who have killed in anger. In scripture it happens. In real life it happens. Anger. Anger kills. Anger kills. So, scripture enjoins us. Knowing that we all get angry. And knowing that anger can be destructive. Your Bible and my Bible instruct us on how to deal with anger. Look at what the Bible says. James 1 verse 19 to 20. James 1 19 to 20. My dear brothers and sisters. Take note of this. What are we to note? Everyone. Somebody say everyone. everyone. Should be quick to what? Listen. Slow to what? Speak. 
slow to become so quick to listen slow to speak slow to become angry say it quick to listen slow to speak again quick to listen slow to speak slow to become angry these three things if you are going to deal with anger please learn these three things be quick to listen sometimes somebody is giving you a report and before that he has finished you are already angry and you are waiting for the next opportunity to tell him your mind meanwhile if you patiently waited for them to finish you will know that your anger is even foolishness there is no sense in your anger quick to listen quick to listen quick to listen most relational problems is because we don't listen and listen well we don't listen we listen to answer listen the act of listening is also an act you have to learn how to listen you have to learn how to listen you don't listen to answer you listen to understand am i communicating somebody that's what you do you listen to understand you don't listen to answer so that when you are answering your answer is coming out of understanding it's not a foolish answer that is coming from your belly you listen to understand your husband is speaking you are listening to understand your wife is speaking you are listening to understand so you have to listen to understand everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak slow to speak how come a couple how come people are dating you can't have a decent atmosphere to talk if there is a matter when you are talking your wife is talking the only time you can have a decent conversation and you are not cutting back at each of you is when somebody is mediating that ought not to be so you should be able to listen patiently control yourselves listen let somebody talk and finish am i communicating here so it's important the bible said be slow be quick to listen somebody say quick to listen slow to speak slow to become angry yeah if we practice this and practice it well anger will be reduced in our lives quick to listen slow to speak and slow to become angry you see it's a process quick to listen slow to speak slow to become angry now why is the bible saying that we need to be slow to become angry because god does not just give us any instruction for nothing he gives us instruction because it's for our benefit and profiting be slow to be angry why would god say that because of the tendency of anger to destroy you and the people you care about number five is that anger can be destructive to you and the people you care about anger can destroy you anger can destroy you and the people you care about your loved ones your colleagues at work your spouse by the time you finish you realize anger has made you say things to your own biological father that you never would have thought you'd be able to say anger will make you say things do things to your own mother that you never would have thought you'd have done anger will make you say things about your pastor that you would never would have said anger can make you rise up against your husband in a way that you would never have done now listen anger can be very destructive to you and those you care about haven't you heard stories of people murdering their spouses have you heard that before very common happens why did it happen you think he just decided he will murder i mean who will go and marry a person either by wedding 
or by traditional pay the diary and bring you home and say i'm going to kill you no, they don't do that but when anger is not managed well we end up destroying people with genuine love that's why we need to understand this and deal with it anger is cruel anger is cruel the first person anger destroys is not the other person it's you anger destroys you anger can affect your health in many ways it can give you headaches it can give you problems digestion problems anger <laughs> anger can make you anxious anxious always afraid as if something is going to happen something is going to come to you anger can lead to high blood pressure it can bring you into heart conditions all of a sudden young man 40 young woman 45 and you are having heart problems yeah anger because of increased anger you won't die before your time anger can be very destructive if you are raising children and you raise them in anger you end up raising timid children because you are always shouting at them and this is very common in africa very common our children are raised timid particularly in ghana nigeria is better nigerians are bold the average nigerian is bolder than the boldest Ghanaian. am i complicating it's how they are raised they are raised when a child asks a question you shut the child down shut up when you do that you kill the child in them the potential the innovation in them your wife is speaking you shut her up you kill something in her the wisdom in her the woman in her is killed and so you can't get the best out of your relationship with her i'm not communicating here anger anger is very dangerous when anger is not dealt with properly it can destroy a lot of things and then number two frequent anger makes it difficult for people to live with you and, and relate with you have you ever been around somebody who gets angry at the least of things how many of you have you been around somebody like that it's very difficult to be around them because you don't know the next thing that you do to make them angry so you are overly self-conscious and you see we are not bound bees we are liberated bees we are all free moral agents and we should have the liberty to play we should have the liberty to joke we have we should have the liberty particularly in relationships when you find yourself in a relationship where you are not liberated it can be a bondage and it's no human being can enjoy that let me tell you today because human beings were not born to be dominated every other thing god created was to be dominated by man but man was never designed to be dominated so your wife is not designed to be dominated so if you keep her in a box where she's not able to express herself very soon she will break out and i tell you when women break out hey don't like it when the woman breaks out you don't like it because they can bottle i mean they can keep a child in their womb for nine months they are they are amazing keepers they can keep a lot of things for a long time but the day they explode everything is gone that shall not be your testimony the bible said proverbs 21 verse 19 it is better somebody says it's better to dwell in the wilderness than to than with a contentious and an angry woman stay in the wilderness than to be in the house with a woman who is making you angry every day husband who is making you angry every day 
The Bible said, when you are in the wilderness and you are looking for water to drink and you can't get, you are better off than to be in the same roof with the person who makes you angry every day. That shall not be your testimony. Number three, frequent anger identifies you as a fool. You see, being called a fool is not a brand you should want. Don't desire to be branded as a fool. There are people, they wear it gladly. A fool. There are bosses when they come to the office. <laughs> the someone is, the fool has come. Husbands, when he appears, the fool has come. Colleagues, when he appears, the fool has come. No, you don't want that brand. Because you have the nature of God in you. You have the wisdom of God in you. So you should not enjoy the brand of being a fool. But when you don't deal with anger, look at what the Bible says in the CEV version. Ecclesiastes 7.9 Only fools get angry quickly and hold a grudge. Somebody say only fools. Say only fools. The reason why only fools get angry is because fools don't think deep enough. You see, there are things where you think deeply about. You, you see that it's not even necessary. How many of you have been there before? That's why most of the time it's good to sleep over a matter before you make such a decision. When you hear something and you get angry, pa, try your best. Hold yourself. Don't act on it. Leave it for some time. Think through the thing. The thing is getting you upset, angry. No, that's the wrong time to act. Because when you act, you are most likely to misfire. Some issues resolve themselves by themselves. The Bible said, it is the glory of a king to overlook an offense. There are things you learn to overlook. And some of them will resolve themselves. And even if the issue does not resolve themselves, you resolve your anger. So by the time you are dealing with the issue, you are dealing with it without anger. And I tell you, when you deal with issues without anger, you will always do it better. Yeah. Am I communicating? Yeah. There are issues you have dealt with before. In your own life, upon reflection, now as I'm teaching, you realize that, ah, this issue, Am I communicating here? Yeah. You can look at your life and see that it has happened many times. It's an indication that you have to be patient. Patient. He says, only fools get angry. Give me that text. We must see it in the CEV version. Only fools get angry quickly. Somebody said, don't get angry quickly. Don't, don't be angry over any little thing. No. You see, the high tendency to misbehave with anger is high. So if you allow yourself to be angry too quickly, you'll be misbehaving most of the time. And because you are misbehaving most of the time, we will call you a fool. And it's not because you are a fool, but because you are doing foolish things. Proverbs 14, 17. He said, people with hot temper, they do foolish things. Hot temper. Hot temper. Hot temper. They do foolish things. Do foolish things. Wise people remain calm. Somebody say calm. Remain calm. Remain calm. One of your girls in the office or at your workplace or messed up. Cool it. Calm down. Yeah. What has that not happened before? Somebody smashed your car. Calm down. It's your car he smashed, not you. Am I communicating here? Yeah. What is it? What has happened before? Calm down. The moment is get down. Meanwhile, this person you are going to hold. If you use it, even the left on you, you will collapse. You see? But anger 
gives you some false strength you don't have. Am I congregating? It makes you think you, you take on people. Look, look at this woman who is going to hold her husband by the neck. And I mean now. I mean, look at this. This man with his muscle. Even if he pushes you off the side, he will hurt you. Why is it in the combat? Because of anger. Because of anger, you don't even take fight that you can fight. Because your brain has been suspended. A man who can kill you by one knock, you are holding his neck and you think you are doing something. Anger is very dangerous. <laughs> I'm not preaching somebody to So anger makes us do foolish things. Anger can be a precursor for many sinful behaviors. It can set the state for many sinful behaviors. Many sinful behaviors. Many sinful behaviors. The Bible says in the Amplified Version, Ephesians 2, verse 26 to 27, when angry, do not sin. Do not let your wrath, your exasperation, your fury, your indignation last until the sun goes down. Leave no such room or foothold for the devil. Give no opportunity to him. When you are angry, do not sin. In other words, when we get angry, there's a high proclivity to sin. Look at what the Bible says again. Psalm 4, verse 4, the New Living Translation. Don't sin by letting anger control you. When anger controls you, you sin. I tell you, you sin. You sin. You sin against God. You sin against people. You damage and destroy relationships when anger controls you. Look at what the Bible says. Galatians 5, verse 19 to 20. Now the words of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, seditions, strife, and heresies. There's a text that I wish I could read for you. The man Jacob was about to die. How many of you remember Jacob? Jacob was about to die. And he was supposed to pronounce a blessing on his children. But one of them, he rather pronounced something. And I want us to read it. Genesis chapter 49, verse 5 to 8. Genesis 49. He said, Simeon and Levi are brothers. Instruments of cruelty are in their dwelling place. Somebody say, instrument of cruelty. And you'll be amazed. You'll think that he's talking about Thomas Cruise missiles. Or he's talking about intercontinental missiles. Because those are instruments of cruelty. But the man is going to describe something that's, that's different. He said, instruments of cruelty are in their dwelling place. Look at verse 6. Let not my soul enter in their council, and let not my honor be united to their assembly. For in their anger they slew a man, and in their self will they hamstring an us. Cursed be their anger, for it was fierce, and their wrath, for it is cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Did you see that? That was a curse. Pronounced because of anger. Instruments of cruelty. Instruments of cruelty. Ahitophel used his anger against David and ended up dying before the one he was angry with. I've heard stories of people who in anger, their heart froze and they died. And the people they were angry with, they are still living. They are still living. What should you do? Uh, uh, in fact, that is more like an account of what the Bible says. He said, do not be wicked, neither be doubtful. Why should you die before your time? But some people, when they die, God called them. 
Some people, when they die, Satan killed them. Other people, when they die, they kill themselves. And those who kill themselves, they are all men most foolish. That was Ahithophel. The wisest man ended up becoming the most foolish person. Because he committed suicide. And the man against whom he committed the suicide was alive. Why will you kill yourself when somebody else is alive? Now, when you go ahead, take time and read it. It will help you. I think it's, it's in Genesis chapter 35. The incident that led to their anger being displayed is in Genesis 35. Their sister had been raped and defiled and they, they hatched a strategy and they messed up big time. And it's all because of anger. Somebody say anger. And let me close with this. Anger opens your relationship and your marriage up for satanic attacks. Somebody say satanic attacks. You see. There are attacks that are general attacks. And they come to every believer. But there are attacks. They are self-invited attacks. Somebody say self-invited attacks. You see, let me tell you something today. One of the things you need to know as a child of God, Satan doesn't like you. Somebody says Satan doesn't like me. But in as much as he doesn't like you, he cannot harm you. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. He does not like you and he's looking for you. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. In fact, I think it should be three things. One, Satan doesn't like you. Two, Satan is looking for you to harm you. And number three, Satan cannot harm you. Alright? Satan doesn't like you. He's looking for you to harm you. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So Satan is looking for you. But as he's looking for you, he wants to harm you, devour you. But he cannot. The only time Satan can harm you is when you say, Satan, I give you permission. Somebody say, I give you permission. Say, I give you permission. And one of the things we do and Satan uses as permission into our lives is unresolved anger. When you get angry and you don't deal with it, Satan has an open door to your house. Look at Ephesians 4 verse 26 to 27. I'm closing. Be angry and sin not. Yet do not sin. He says, do not give the devil the opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge nurturing anger, harboring resentment or cultivating bitterness. Now, when will Satan get advantage? When will he have opportunity? When you harbor a grudge, when you harbor bitterness, when you harbor anger, I'm telling you, any of these things, when you do them, you don't have to invite him. He has already taken his place. He just comes by itself. You see, just the same way when we lift up our hands and we worship the presence of God comes in a place. The same way, when you allow anger to fester, you allow uh, bitterness to fester, all that is going to happen, Satan will just come. You come and sit down and be watching you. And let me tell you, if you don't know what Satan does when he comes, there are three things he does. John chapter 10, verse 10. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. What is Satan killing in your life? What is Satan destroying in your life? Is he stealing the joy in your home? Is he stealing the love in your marriage? Is he stealing your peace? Is he stealing your sleep? You've been taking all kinds of tablets to sleep. You've still not been able to sleep because you will simply not let go. I pray today that the grace of God, which has been released via the word of God, will set you free. Satan will not take advantage of you. 
you have the capacity to overcome anger and you will overcome anger you rise above anger you will fulfill your destiny lift up your voice and thank God for the capacity he's given you to overcome anger we thank you for the revelation on anger today we make a quality choice we will not hold on to our anger no matter how legitimate the issues we are angry about is concerned we refuse to destroy relationships we refuse to destroy our homes we refuse to destroy our marriages we refuse to destroy our businesses we refuse to destroy our friendship we refuse to destroy our church through anger thank you but we are what it takes in the holy ghost to overcome and to subdue anger thank you father for it in jesus precious name still with your heads bow your eye closed maybe you are here this morning you want to say pastor i want to be born again i want to give my heart to the lord you want to accept jesus and make him your lord and savior put your right hand up if you want to accept jesus and make him your lord and savior put your right hand up sister god bless you brother god bless you i want you to make this confession after me say lord jesus i thank you for today i confess that you died and rose again for me i believe in the work you did on the cross for me with my mouth i confess you as my lord and savior and with my heart i believe that you died for me thank you for saving me and making me your own in jesus precious name has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory success and limitless prosperity share your testimonies with us on 0540-122-670 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com get interactive with pastor afuakwa on facebook instagram and twitter for more information visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarter church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi. Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Live Chapel. God richly bless you. Never, never be the same. Never, never be the same.